It's been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by. Hey guys! Martin Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is me, Justin, in L.A., and I've got my compadre, Mike, over in London. What's up, dude? Yo, yo. You ready for this week? I'm, I'm, I'm ready, but this was another very tough list. This was up there for toughest ever. And to, just to get it out there, so the topic this week is top five cover songs, and it has to be studio recording so it can't be a live version that could be a whole nother podcast episode and we're going to introduce our guest in a moment who is returning to the pod triumphant return and we could not be more excited i'm back guys wow coach adam he is fucking back and i don't know what's more rare an appearance by me on the show or you guys doing a non-movie um podcast (laughs) wow this is your fourth time on the show that ties okay, sure. you for most guested. I think I was just more just joking that like, you know, nine out of 10 have been movies. And, you know, we That's love true. movies, but, you know, we got other things to talk about. And I'm glad we're talking about some music today. I couldn't agree more. Also, congratulations on number 50. Great 50th episode. Oh, and, you. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys are killing it. Thanks so much, dude. It's, yeah, we're so excited to have you back. I feel like we had this epic run where you were on... With the both of us, you and you and me did a couple bonus episodes that were incredible, and it's it's been a little bit of time. So this is this is long overdue. Uh, well, I'm excited about this one. I think we all agreed. We we talked a little bit before. Definitely the most honorable mentions I, I've had. I, I limited to ten, but it was there's a lot of good there's a lot of good covers out there. I'm like you limited to ten. I'm looking at my honorables list right now. I'm not even counting this because it's too long. It's got to be like twenty to twenty five songs. Wow. All right. There's just so many good ones. Like so many, so many good ones, and nothing hits like a good cover. Like if it's a if it's someone you really like and they're covering a song you also like and know. And it hits differently. It's 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 special. And you know we're not doing live versions, but you know when a band plays an amazing cover, it's it's a, a special moment too. So shout out to covers. I also think it hits a little bit different. Like if you're in like a bar or something, and there's a band and they're playing original music, you're just kind of like eh. But then if they're just playing like a reggae version of any cover, you're like yes, I love this band <laughs> and I'm getting hype. Mike and I, I mean, we have. For everyone out there, one of the most like legendary cover stories of all time. So back in uh, the, the, the Boston University days, Mike and I were going to a Sum 41 concert together. Love and that. I, I knew you would love this more than most people, Adam. And on the way there, I think we say, you know, what, what do we want? You know, what do you really want to hear tonight? Is that how it started, Mike? I, th- I think so. Yeah. And. I forget what song I said. I forget what song we were with our friend Paul Matheson. Shout out to Paul. But Mike just goes, Enter Sandman. They're going to play Enter Sandman. And keep in mind, Mike has never and would never look up anything online about what they're going to play or whatever. 
he just threw this out there and was like, that would be sick. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, I doubt they're going to play Metallica. But uh, anyways, we're at the show. It's this super small club show. It's unbelievable. And they fucking walk back out for the encore and fucking start playing Enter Sandman. And we just absolutely lose our shit. That's hilarious. Because usually they come back and they do Pain for Pleasure, which is very also kind of like medley. But... Yes, which they did do after they did they did Enter Sandman, Fat Lip, and Pain for Pleasure. And it was Incredible. like, I just couldn't believe it, though, because truly Mike had no clue that it was even in the realm of possibility. We made it happen. You, you really spoke it into existence. Speaking of Enter Sandman and covers... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like they're releasing. I, I think that maybe there's like a Metallica covers album because brand Ooh. new on Spotify is like just came on my like home screen. Phoebe Bridgers, who I'm a big fan of, covered Enter Sandman and it's really good. Really, so check it out. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I've, def- I've been another liking... honorable mention. I'm gonna add that there right now. Go. Yeah, true. Brand new too. Within like the week, I think. Damn, so. that actually sounds really good. Yeah, I definitely want to listen to that. Weezer has one. I think we, we, I forget what they do. It, it, there's some good stuff on it. So, well, you know, and you know who you and I love, Adam, that has a few of these albums, Newfound Glory. Well, that was one of my predictions that you were going to do a Newfound Glory song. Wow. Well, Whoa. well, Whoa. you know, don't say anything. I won't say anything. And by the way, I apologize. Phoebe Richards does Nothing Else Matters, and Weezer does Enter Sandman. So check that out on Spotify. I heard the Weezer one. I didn't hear the Phoebe Bridgers one yet, but I love Nothing Else Matters, and I feel like she'd be great for that song, so I'm gonna, I can't wait to listen. Um, Should we get going? Let's yeah. fucking do it. Coach, you want to lead us off today? I will. So I think I said this earlier. I couldn't think of number five. I had four right away, and then I made my list of honorable mentions, and then I had to take one of like the 30. And I decided to go with my favorites, so definitely not probably the least popular of all these, but it was still released as a single. It really just, they just take one of the all-time famous songs. Okay, well, I'll say what it is first. Sorry. Dancing in the Dark, Hot Chip. Ooh, okay. Wow. You guys don't have it, do you? No. No. Okay. So Dancing in the Dark, obviously 80s, Springsteen, one of the big songs of all time. And Hot Chip takes Dancing in the Dark and makes it more dancey. And it's about six minutes. It, they used to close with it. Like I said, the single's really good. Um, they recorded it well. They kind of take a little bit of the lyrics off and just make it more of like a dance medley. And the song ends with a second cover, almost like a mashup, but they don't go back to it with like a, the last minute. And it turns into All My Friends by LCD Sound System. So if you oh. haven't heard it, it's awesome. It's It's on every one of my like, you know, kind of, Let's let's get the mood up. Let's start dancing playlists. Everyone loves it when I play it. Dancing in the dark, hot chip. Wow. Great pick. I I have to listen to this after. I can't like recall it right now. It just hits. Every time I play it for someone, honestly, they're just like, oh, this is awesome. So well, as I'm, we I'm both looking know, forward to you to play it. Hot chip is awesome. So this song, no doubt, has to be fucking awesome. Hot Chip is very awesome. Uh, if anyone likes to dance, they're from the UK. They've been around. I love them. So that's my number five. Amazing. Count one for England. This could be, you know, could have a lot of English representation. True. So many good yeah. bands. True. There's some good bands that are from the UK. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. I guess I'll take it away next. 
My number five. So I definitely toiled over this entire list, especially this number, because there there's just so many good covers, but you can only choose five. So anyways, I went with my gut and I think of something special in the covers world that I think we all we when we when the three of us talked about what constituted us choosing a song, some of it went with just what our absolute favorites were. But of course, some of it has to do with the song has to either be better than the original or just be super different than the original and be very special for that reason. I think this one does both. And that is Mad World by Gary Jules and Michael Andrews covering, of course, the original song by Tears for Fears. So I have it a little higher on my list. So we will wait. Yeah. yeah, And I, I would have potentially had it on my list, but I needed to pare down somehow and i've been able to talk about that on the pod already so yeah i predicted i predicted mike was gonna have it because he uh he had it on his uh movie list yes same and and i almost kept it off for that reason but then i just i don't know it's so fucking good it's so good wait well you know what you know what since adam's got a hire you guys want me to switch out and get a different number five get more songs up on this thing up to you guys. That's up to you. That's yeah. a bold choice. I'm fucking taking it off. I'm taking it off. Let's get a new song in here. It's number five anyway. I'm going to go for number five. We're only going to die for our arrogance by Sublime. You know you know that warms my heart. Oh, of course it does because Bad Religion. One of my all-time favorite bands. Yes. One of, one of Adam's all-time fucking favorite bands. And, you know, Sublime just has so many good covers i think i think you know they've they i won't talk about the other covers much just in case anyone else has any of them but they do covers really well um there's quite a handful on the 40 ounce of freedom album especially and my personal favorite is we're only gonna die for our arrogance i mean of course bad religion is fucking badass their version's awesome Sublime version also is fucking awesome. And although I've never seen true Sublime live, obviously, rest in peace, Bradley, growing up on the East Coast, we would see Bad Fish all the fucking time. One of the greatest cover bands, in my opinion. And when they would play, we're only going to die for our arrogance. I mean, some of my most fond memories of being in Circle Pits growing up was to this song. And I just think they fucking kill it. And I still, to this day, put it onto my car and scream it. So I think it deserves a spot on the list. Are we all? In our, we're all in our thirties, right? Yes. Yeah. Is there anyone that's more universally liked by people in their thirties than Sublime? No. Like who? Who doesn't like Sublime? At least a little bit. It's definitely a litmus test. Like if you told me you didn't like Sublime, we, I'd probably walk away. I'll be honest. <laughs> Like, I feel like you could be a fan of any type of genre and like you're going to enjoy Sublime. I 100% agree. Like in high school or middle school, that was the only band that was universal growing up. Like every single exactly. person liked them. Same here. West Coast, East Coast, we, Sublime is universally loved. And I none of their covers made my list. I think in on some level, they like canceled all of each other out, but... The correct answer would be Scarlet Begonias. Just throwing it out there. So, okay, that was the other one that I toiled with because that is my other favorite cover. But I, one, thought that maybe you would have it, and two, 
we're only going to die is is my favorite. That's that's the one that, that gets me the most. But those two are definitely the best, I think. Uh, OK, is that me? That's you. I'm going to I'm going to ruffle some feathers here because, you know, sometimes I make wacky picks. I don't know if you guys have been listening to the pod, but it's happened once or twice. And with number five, I had so many things you know, probably more worthy than what ended up being my number five competing. So I decided to just go with something a little bit off the wall. And that is a cover of Disturbs Down With The Sickness by Richard Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking nut. Of course, I've never heard this, but I... No way. No way. You have. You have. Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was recorded. If if someone could find something else on the internet, let me know. I'm pretty sure it was recorded originally for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, in which it appears. Oh, interesting. And he does also have he sings Viva Las Vegas in the opening of Army of the Dead as well. So it's it's single handedly Zack Snyder keeping this person alive. But he is a yeah, he's like a LA based uh yeah, like like a comedy cover band. So he definitely plays it for laughs, but his style is like this very sort of like lounge style. And with Down with the Sickness, it just it kind of slaps. It's kind of great. And I ever since I've seen that movie, uh it's totally like replaced this version. Like I cannot listen to the disturbed version uh without thinking of this song. So kudos Richard Cheese. That We got to make a playlist when this is done cuz this is going to be a great playlist. Yeah, that's wow, true. Wow, we absolutely yeah, I'll, I'll do need to do that. Yeah. We definitely do. Also, is that not just the most Mike pick you've ever heard, Adam? It's, it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. All right. Number four, baby. All right. Arguably, one of the great American musicians of all time. You wouldn't think that someone could do a better job unless it's Jimi Hendrix covering Bob Dylan. Yeah. I've got to hire. So does oh. Mike. Look, now you're jumping in. You didn't oh, even let him see the title. Asshole. I'm sorry, bro. I don't have all along the Watchtower higher. So should we, we'll just move on. Oh, it's me. Oh, my God. Okay. So my number four is definitely one that's very close, near and dear to my heart. And the original's great. The cover, I'd say, started an entire new subgenre of music, one that I love, unlike a lot of people. And that is Faith by Limp Biscuit covering George Michael. Oh wow. Definitely also one of my Justin predictions <laughs> with Limp Biscuit Faith. Amazing. I completely forgot about this song. Oh my God. Shit. Also, Adam, love that this was one of your predictions. And uh yeah, I mean, what's there to say? I am a massive Limp Biscuit supporter and fan. I think they are unfairly maligned by the masses. I hope you didn't watch the documentary, Woodstock 99. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but... It's not not very kind to them. Yeah, I figure. But you know what? I think people are finally starting to come around because they've been getting good press and they had a massive Lollapalooza performance a few weeks ago. I watched on the live stream. It was pretty awesome, actually. And the crowd was absurd. Absurd. Massive. And it's almost like they're having a resurgence. After the Lollapalooza show their streaming went up like two or three times and they're, they're having a bit of a little comeback. I think, I I think the public is going to realize they were being too harsh just because of, you know, Fred Durst, maybe 
was a little bit douchey for a few years and they had the Woodstock 99 snafu. Maybe? Well, you know, I've got a lot of defending of Fred Durst to do because I think he is one of the, at this point, one of the nicest people in the industry out here. I, you know, I moved out to LA 10 years ago almost. The first month I lived here, Fred Durst was hosting a comedy show at the uh, at the Laugh Factory up in Hollywood. He tweets out, you know, was anyone able not to get tickets? Let me know. I'll put you on the guest list. So I, I hit him up. I had uh, two friends that were a couple at the time that wanted to come with. I said, hey, any chance to get me plus two on the list? He goes, absolutely. You're on there. He goes, I'll see you there. So we're there. We're on the VIP guest list. We cut the line. We end up going upstairs there to like the VIP lounge with Fred. And we get free drinks all night. He kills it at the show. And we just hang out with him and Tom Green all night. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. He just could not have been cooler. Like, I even mentioned how much, I, you know, obviously you're probably a Limp Bizkit fan if you're following Fred Durst on uh, social media. But he just could not have been cooler. Took a picture. And he also, uh, at a different point in life, hooked me up with three free tickets to a Limp Bizkit show. So... I've got nothing but respect for the guy. I know people that have worked on movies he's directed out here that say he's a pleasure to work for. And, you know, I think he had a couple years where the fame got to his head. But I hope that it's all coming back. And it and it all started with Faith. Faith was their first big hit, 1997, off $3 Bill, y'all. And it just hit so hard. What I love about this song, I'm not even saying whether it's better or, or, or worse than the original because they're very different. But just the spin it puts, this fucking hard rock, new metal, and I mean, one of the all-time great, like, freak-out moments as a song is when he just does the, get the fuck up, and then the place just goes absolutely apeshit bananas. It's just a fucking great track. And Limp Bizkit, if you liked him when you grew up, give him another chance. They are in no way even close to the Nickelback of music. They are fucking awesome. And you got to check out Fred Durst's new style. Oh, my God. Dad Vibes. That's going to be their new single. It's called Dad Vibes, and he is throwing him out there. Looks, He's got that 70s dad vibe look. Shout out to English cover band Stiff Biscuit. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was a massive Fred Durst tangent, and I felt like I needed to get that off my chest. So. I agree. I mean, he's worth defending at this point. I'm he just is. saying, you know, he, he had a phase. And we've all phase. had phases. And, but I will say way. this we've about Woodstock 99. I, I'm i not off my, my podium yet. Woodstock 99, the entire fucking thing was a bit of a shit show. Limp Biscuit gets called out because, yes, Fred did instigate the crowd when they already were going nuts. But it cannot be... You can't blame it all on the biscuit. Exactly. Obviously. There are so many bands contributed to this and more so than the bands. The bands didn't contribute that much. The people were fucking savages that were there. And, you know, there's got to be some accountability in that they're all of their own mind to make their own decisions. Limp Bizkit, they probably should have kept their mouths shut for one or two of the lines that they threw out there. But the fact that they got all the media attention, anyone I've ever talked to that actually went there says that a lot of the shit that the media covered about Woodstock 99, while of course that part of it did happen, it wasn't felt by anyone that was there. 
like everyone there had a fucking blast. And of course, some of the terrible things that happened, especially the like sexual assault type stuff. I mean, that stuff is just awful. But of course, you can't blame a band for being the reason that type of stuff happens. All right. Coming up next on the Fred Durst uh, PR hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Mike, number four. Oh, okay. I am going to go with Fuji's Killing Me Softly. That's a great pick. Does that land? Nothing above? Okay. Uh, So this is from their album, The Score, from 96. Um, I spent my entire life thinking that this was a a cover of the Roberta Flack version, which it definitely is, but apparently that's not the original. So, sorry, but I'm just going to ignore the fact that there was one before that. This is a cover of Roberta Flack, uh, and, and, I mean, Lauryn Hill just absolutely fucking kills it. You know, I mean, they won the Grammy for for this. Uh, The album is fucking great. Fuji's is sadly a a short-lived um, group, uh, but I really, really dig the records that they do have, and she's she's amazing. And I will also say that "No Woman, No Cry" from the same album is also quite a good cover. So, so check that out if you haven't heard it. Yeah, this is a great pick. Um, it's funny. It definitely, like when I look at the list of covers, this was you know one of the best in my opinion. I just I just don't know the original, and that's why it wasn't kind of high on my list. I am very similar in that. I think it's a fantastic cover. I was not super familiar with the original. And also, like, I don't necessarily have as big a personal connection with the cover as some other ones. But but I do think it's one of the better covers out there. I think it's a great, great pick. All right. My turn. Yes, sir. All right. Well, this is a song that was on a previous list of movie songs. Ooh. And... It's Mad World by Gary Jules and Michael Andrews. So anyway, this song is at the end of Donnie Darko, and it's a Tears for Fears cover, and it's really good. And it it's 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 obviously a um, more of an acoustic version, and it just hits differently. And it became a big single after they released it for a soundtrack. Um, it 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 won it won a bunch of awards. It's been covered by it's been covered by other bands. It's been in a Demi Lovato album. It's been on episodes of about ten different TV shows. Um, so this is a cover that was obviously really well received. I remember it being on K Rock all the time, which is our local um, our local you know rock alternative station. Mm-hmm. And it was it was you know something really cool and different at the time. And it kind of still sticks. And that's my number three. Yeah, this is this is an incredible pick. I mean, this is, I think, undeniably one of the better covers out there. It's just it's beautiful. It's haunting. It's 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 such a different song than the Tears for Fears version, which is like sort of more upbeat and everything, which I think Mike mentioned in in one of the other episodes where, you know, this song was talked about uh, the songs in movies. But yeah, they just do a brilliant job. It's it's one of when I think covers, this is one of the first ones that comes to mind because it's so fucking good. Yeah, and for a category that's absolutely loaded, you know, there's just so many good covers out there. This this could have been a unanimous pick for all of us. It's it's that fucking good. It really is. And the funny thing is, is you know, no one's ever heard of these two, you know, unless you're into movie scores. You Mm -hmm. know, these 
Um, and the fact is, it was so good. You know, this wasn't meant to be a single, I don't think. This was meant to be a song on an album that took place in the 80s, and they cover a lot of 80s songs. And it just was, it was just so well received. It became, you know, way bigger than I'm sure they, uh, that they made it out to be or thought it would be. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's unbelievable, honestly, that that happened, but deservedly so. Yeah. It's, it's hard to ignore this song when it comes on. It's really sort of like, it's haunting and kind of enticing in a way. Like whenever you put it on, it kind of sucks you into its mood, which isn't a great one, but like it's, you can't ignore it. Agreed. Fantastic. Number three pick. Um, well, you're going to get to talk with me a little bit more now, Adam, because I have Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower at number three. Obviously a cover of Bob Dylan. And you, you take it away first, my friend. I want to let you say some things about it. Um, well, I think I started by saying how anytime, anytime someone could either do a better version, you know, in, in your opinion, or a more popular version of a Bob Dylan song, it must be really good. And it's this is this has been in countless movies. Um, like whenever I hear this song, I think of Forrest Gump, but people might think of other um, other movies also. And it would Rolling Stone had a list of most overplayed songs in movies. It was up there, so obviously there's a reason why you know why people like it so so mm-hmm. much. And um, and yeah, Jimi Hendrix, who's covered a, a, a you know Jimi Hendrix covers the national anthem and makes that look cool. He just made this Bob Dylan song seem even cooler and more, you know, more soulful. And Bob Dylan said he was at a down point in his career where he was kind of lost motivation and it kind of motivated him to like get back out there and it like actually energized him. And so Bob Dylan is said nothing but good things about this recording. And I mean, it's definitely, you know, loved. And I think when people think of Along the Watchtower, they do think of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you kind of said it better. I didn't even know that little tidbit about Bob Dylan. That's awesome. And it's yeah, I mean, it's one of the undeniable great covers of all time. If you, you know, if you ask people, what's your favorite cover? And you got 10 people in a room, at least one of them is going to shout this out. It's just it's it's notorious. And for a reason, I mean, it's unbelievable. Jimmy just slays on this and makes it his own. And it's led to so many other good renditions of it, too. I know we're not doing live uh, cuts for this, but Dave Matthews Band does an incredible cover of All Along the Watchtower that it's just just the song itself is just one of the greatest songs to cover. And Jimmy just, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable what he does here. So it, it had to be on the list. It absolutely had to. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I think anytime you can get on the list covering Bob Dylan, and there may or may not be other Bob Dylan covers that we speak about today, um, but this one, I yeah, it's it's truly replaced the Bob Dylan version for me. I can't even remember the last time that I listened to the original, if I'm honest. Same. Same, and I think if you're maybe a little younger or you know not as versed in, in music, you probably think this is along the Watchtower, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, true. Absolutely. True. Uh, okay, that's me, number three, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm going with a song from 2002, and that is Johnny Cash's rendition of Hurt. Oh, this this was my very first honorable. Okay, nice. Yeah, this is obviously a, a Nine Inch Nails song, um, and it is, you know, it's 2002, so so Johnny Cash is, is quite old um, at this at the time of this recording. Um, and he, for me, is basically taking over the song. I mean, his version is totally stripped down. 
um, but it, it fits the lyrics of the song and it's, it's just very slow and you can kind of feel um, the emotion in his voice. And I think singing as an older man also probably helps and changes kind of the meaning of it. Um, and I know Trent has, you know, has said that he, he loves the version. Um, and it is, it's a one that I like to play. I listen to it a lot. It's, it's an impactful music video. He just absolutely crushed it. I love this song. I think it's fantastic. I think the reason why um, it wasn't higher on my list is because um, I love the Nine Inch Nails version. I think it's incredible. I love the Nine Inch Nails. I think as I've gone older, I've I've respect their music even more. And it, I think this is definitely one where, for me, both are just so good and so different. Yeah. And um, that's a great choice. Yeah, I this one was the other. I I was toiling with this one for my number five potentially, but uh, it's so good. I do think both versions are great, but I, I because Johnny Cash is, is quite different and just brings such another element just with his voice to it that it, it's, uh, it's so fucking good. I definitely think it's one of the all-time great covers, and uh, I'm very happy you have it on the list so that one of the three of us is representing with it. And if I could just sneak in here, uh, have you guys heard his version of Rusty Cage, the Soundgarden cover, the song? I have not. No. That is also quite good. Check that out. Ooh. All right. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Rest in peace yeah. to that, man. Oh, my. Wow. Okay. We're at number two. We're moving along. But, you know, it's good. We need that time for all the all our honorable mentions. That so. is true. That is true. So my last one was obviously impressive if you can cover Bob Dylan and make it more popular and sound better. I think the the only artist or group that you can probably say is bigger than Bob Dylan is the Beatles. And this is a Beatles cover uh, with a little help from my friends by Joe Cocker. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So this song is a good Beatles song. They, you know, McCart- like they'll still play it in concert. Um, Ringo Starr closes with this, this song at every concert. Actually, he's, I don't know if you know, they let Ringo sing one song every album, and this was his one song on that album. So vocals are him, and it's it's a good Beatles song. Joe Cocker just makes it better in, I think, a, like a lot of ways. And it kind of almost sounds like a, like a live version, and there's background singers and different, uh, there's a Jimmy Page um, guitar line, and it's just it it basically became the um, the Woodstock anthem. It's been on countless songs and movies. Um, shout out Wonder Years, and that's my number two. That's a fucking great number two. I I somehow that's the one. I knew there was going to be one that somehow evaded me when I was thinking, and that was the one. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, I I have to agree. And and again. I I didn't even fully realize it until thinking about it now, but yeah, I, I, this is the version I listened to ten out of ten times. I mean, I can't even remember listening to the original. Mm-hmm. It's true, and not only is it the version you hear of, it's the version I've seen multiple groups cover. Yes. They don't cover the Beatles version; they cover the that Joe Cocker true. version. So one of the great covers you could YouTube this is Mumford and Sons has a bunch of other bands come up. They they're my this one of the most amazing live performances I've seen. And I'm not a huge Mumford and Sons guy, but they had like five other bands at the end of Glastonbury and they covered this song and you can it's still on YouTube. 
and it's so good. And I, I feel like a bunch of other bands have covered it. I've seen, and but it, like I said, they don't cover the Beatles song. They cover this song because Joe Cocker just put a spin on it. That's incredible. It's undeniable. Yeah, it's a great fucking choice. Great fucking pick. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This is this is the, the music man, Coach Adam. I mean, of course you're going to have some fucking legendary picks. I mean, it's not like I'm like really pulling these out of my butt. You know, Bob, <laughs> these are two very popular songs. Trip, trip. Bob Dylan? I've never yeah. heard of this. Dylan? Um, but speaking of, for my number two, Adam, I'm very curious if this was another one of your guesses. Because if there's any song I think you might guess that I have, I think it's this one. And that is The Boys of Summer by the Ataris. Oh, nice. The Don Henley cover. It's my number one. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, baby. You take it away in that case. Should we just do it now? Let's do it. Should we? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it now. Let's do do it. it. The Boys of Summer, it, it came out when I'm just peaking and loving rock music alternative you know top 40 rock music emo pop punk as well yeah, emo, pop, punk. and this was and the ataris at the time was kind of an emo pop punk band that was like under the radar that i really liked and maybe you did too mm-hmm. you know they would play warp tour they they had a you know, they had a few good you know catchy you know melodic kind of pop punk albums and this song came out and it was one of the biggest songs like in america and it was actually number two in america can I tell you, can you guess what number one was? Oh, wait. Can you give me the year again? It was 2003 on the rock charts. Oh okay. my God. I'm trying to think of what else was out. 2003. I feel like um, it has to be something else, like sort of pop punk. I'll give you a hit. I'll give you a hit. We, it's oh, yeah, it's okay. one, of the great, one of the great bands that, unfortunately, the lead singer is no longer with us. Oh, oh shit. Linkin Park. Lincoln Park's Faints was number oh, one. Oh my God. Wow. And so basically they just, they, they speed it up. They put a little more emotion into it. It is, is, and they replace one word, one deadhead sticker for black flag sticker in honor of, you know, punk rock. Mm-hmm. And it's just, every time you play it, it just kind of hits and it's, um, you just rock out to it. And, you know, I, the Don Henley song is good. Obviously, Don Henley is, you know, in, incredible. Eagle, solo career. Mike Campbell, who's my favorite guitar player um, of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, he actually now plays guitar with Fleetwood Mac, um, actually co-wrote the song. And, you know, they both love the version. Um, and it's, it's it was awesome. It, it's just it's just one of my favorite, favorite songs. Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. It just, it, it never does, like... We are talking about this almost 20 years later, and it still hits every time. It's just, I put it on in the car earlier today, just just to double make sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, I'm, I was going nuts in my car. Like, it's just the energy, the vibe. It's just, it is so fucking good. Like, the Ataris just did such a good job with this, and it never ceases to make, just you know a crowd go wild and adam and and i we love you know going to uh an event here that celebrates all the emo and pop punk music called emo night and whenever this song comes on we go fucking nuts i think the and my favorite part of the song is the end where they kind of slow it down where it's like da 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 and 
it's it's it, it's one of the few songs actually that like really just takes me back, you know, to that like high school. You just have your yep. I probably just it was probably the first time I was driving, and you know that song's on the radio, and you just rock out to it. That's what I was about to say. Is this song just always takes me back? Yep. It just puts me right back in that same place. It really does, and it's an ultimate summer tune with that set as well. Even though I could listen to it any time of the year, but. It really is. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking, yeah, we gotta put this playlist together. Yeah. I'm, I'm really digging the vibes. Yes. Cause I yeah. Wow. Great, great pick. So is that okay, so recapping, that's me number two. Now. Yes. And then town, you'll go one and I'll go one. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh well, if you have been listening for the entire podcast, we broke earlier on that we have musicians in England. It's a big story. Uh developing now. Fortunately, this one is no longer with us as well. And that is Amy Winehouse's cover of Valerie by the Zootons. Ah, rest in peace to Amy. I love this song. Now, I will say several things. One, I am not actually a massive fan of the Mark Ronson version. I prefer the one that was recorded for the Back to Black Deluxe album, um, which is, again, it's a lot more stripped down. It's slower and it showcases... Uh, her voice more and i will also say if you don't know the zootons this their version is great and the album this is on tired of hanging around is a great fucking album so you should definitely listen to that as well i mean it's hard when someone you know as talented uh as amy winehouse covers your song and you kind of everyone sort of loses track uh of your version but that's also very good so listen to that yeah i've definitely never heard of them until i heard that valerie was a cover um, by them so you know maybe i should check them out but amy winehouse is just she she's definitely one of those few musicians where you, i didn't appreciate while she was alive and i wish i did yeah. um you see some of these live performances she just she really had it all and just was fantastic yeah this is this is a great pick she's i'm, I'm the same as you adam like i feel like i did not appreciate her at all while she was alive and then actually listened of course and honestly in pretty recent years for me and was just like wow like her voice her just she really had it she really fucking had it yeah and it just it, it always just kind of adds that that sort of underlying sadness i think anytime i really listen to her songs now you know and this mm, is definitely yeah. definitely one of those and especially the mark ronson version which is a lot more upbeat um it kind of plays with your emotions but i mean also just like the sheer sort of uh incredible beauty of her voice gets to you kind of no matter what so this one uh is is absolutely deserving of being on the list great great pick all right so i'm skip so back to you guys all right so adam of course at number one had the boys of summer incredible fucking number one and my number one for me never was there was never a doubt there's one cover that i just fucking love so goddamn much and I think it's arguably the greatest cover of all time. And that is Hallelujah by Jeff oh, Buckley, wow. a Leonard Cohen cover. And Jeff Buckley, of course, isn't with us anymore. Rest in peace. He was. Uh, neither is Leonard Cohen. Neither is Leonard Cohen. So rest in peace to both. Of Getting them. sad up at the top of the list here. Yeah, a lot of a lot of deaths at the top of the list. But yeah, I mean, from the first time I ever heard this song when I was uh in high school watching the season one finale of the OC. I have just been absolutely obsessed with this, with this cover. I mean, Jeff Buckley is, was just like 
an incredible musician that was gone far too soon. But uh, this song just hits me in a very specific place every time I hear it. And I mean, I, I don't even think it's just one of the all time great cover songs. I think it's just one of the all time great songs. And it's uh, definitely hits me in the feels every time and is just beautiful to a degree that it's why we listen to music because it's a beautiful thing and it takes you to a certain place and this one does it for me and just shout out to the great the great songs of the oc i rewatched it during quarantine <laughs> actually all the seasons shows you how really? how grim quarantine got <laughs> but but it's just it's just the i mean I guess it hits different for for us because like I like the boys of summer that this was, you know, the age where, you know, you're getting more into music and, and you remember a lot of things from high school, but just, I just remember I was like every song just, it was so good. And, you know, you remember a lot of the, those scenes in the OC and what the song was in the background, you know, and it just, they really did an amazing job throughout that show. I mean, they were so influential in their with their soundtracks that they literally came out with soundtracks per season. And right. it was just, yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, it definitely felt not only did they just have such a good ear for songs, but... I felt like certain bands that were maybe more in like the indie scene, they helped propel into popularity at times. Yeah, without question, without question. And of course, we've already talked about it on the pod, but I mean, the the image and heap moment at the end of season two. Oh I mean, my two God. amazing. Talk about songs, you know, at the but end. Yeah, I'm of even season. thinking about Spider Man with uh, Oasis. Yes. Oh my God. Probably the most one of the more famous TV scenes, which could be another, which could be another episode. It's so fucking good. But uh, yeah, I mean, the OC, it just they just fucking kill it. And this is that that season one finale as Seth is just floating away on that sailboat and you just hear some Jeff Buckley. Hallelujah. And I'll just throw in really quick. If you guys haven't read uh, The Holy or the Broken, Alan Light's book about this song, it's it's pretty interesting. It's worth it's worth a read. I have not. And I will. I will now. Thank you. Um, okay. Number one, I, we're going back to the nineties. Um, this is 1993 and this is from a extremely famous performance on MTV unplugged by Nirvana song being, where did you sleep last night? Great song. Great pick on my honorable mentions. Um, so, you know, they, they specifically call out lead belly uh who is a musician that recorded you know several versions of this song but really the origins of the song are kind of unknown they go back into like american folklore and folk songs which i think is really cool um but this this performance is just it's unreal i mean it's it's kurt rest in peace very sorry the top list gets so sad but like just at the height of his powers just displaying this insane you know powerful raw quality uh, to his voice that that truly just gives me goosebumps every single time I watch it, even after a thousand times. I just it's just so amazing to see uh, what he's able to do uh, as a singer, and it's just uh, I can't get enough of the song. Um, and I know it's it's sort of become a thing 
um, on the internet re- recently, I guess, which is which is kind of cool, and I'm glad that people are getting exposed to it because it's uh, the whole show is amazing. That whole performance on MTV Unplugged is great, but this song is wow. And the performance is iconic. Um, I, did they ever record this not live, or is that just the version? No, because I think they did put out like they did a cut a record of the performance on MTV Unplugged, but that's it, I think. Right. Yeah, it's such it's such an iconic performance. Um, yeah, but the song the song the song's incredible too. So one of my favorite things is with Peacock is you can watch all the SNLs, and I think until like the like maybe the end of the eighties. I guess there was like different music agreements and they have the musical performances. So like it, other than like seeing like, you know, Bill Murray, you know, back in the eighties and all these other amazing people, the performances are incredible. Like you literally see everyone, you see the stones and you see, you know, Dylan, all these people, but there's a Bowie performance of this song that is incredible. So it's it's from the early eighties. Check it out. But such a, such a great song. Also, just just while we're here, the Cranberries performance on SNL of Zombie is fucking awesome. Oh, that song is so fucking good. Too. Did anyone see Cruel Summer? No, I haven't uh, watched no, it yet. No, not yet. No. Yeah, so the, the I mean, it's there. There's a lot of per, like you know good and bad in it. I mean, I I had a great time watching it, but the best part is they it's all '90s covers. Oh and, my god! And like amazing at the best times and. It's so good, and there's uh they, they they cover that they cover they cover that too. It's it's phenomenal. I de- I've been meaning to watch it because you told me that's I'm gonna watch that very fucking soon. Um, speaking actually of our boy Seth Cohen, Adam Brody, I, I'm in the middle right now of this movie he just put out, The Kid Detective. Have either of you guys seen that? No, no. What's that on? Stars. Oh, okay. It's actually like a really fun movie. It's like a little indie that he did where he plays like a detective like he was like a little kid that when he was a kid he would like solve mysteries and he's brought that into adulthood and like wants to be a private detective but nobody really believes in him and then a girlfriend of a murdered a murdered kid in high school asks if he can be a private detective for her and it sort of goes from there but it's very fun and quirky and it's good to see him in something he's not in enough i feel like so justin do you agree with me that stars not forget new movies has the best movie catalog of any of the streaming apps. It's definitely up there. They kill it. So I accidentally like I needed a I needed to buy like there's a movie I needed to see. I don't know what it was. So I I did the free trial and like everything else in my life I forgot to cancel, and so I paid eight ninety nine for two months or fourteen ninety nine whatever, and. Um, and then I cancel, but they they wanted to keep me, so they gave me like three extra months for ninety nine cents. And it's so many good movies. If you want to just look for a classic, or you're with someone that oh you haven't seen this movie or just a big movie, it's on Stars. Like it's really it's really impressive the Stars catalog. So shout out to Stars. Shout out to fucking Stars. They're 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 underrepresented. So check them out. Um, those are our lists. Those are our lists. Should we recap them, boys? Sure. So I did Dancing in the Dark, Hot Chip, Along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix, Mad World, Gary Jules and Michael Andrews, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker, and Boys of Summer, the Ataris. Amazing. And I had at number five, We're Only Gonna Die for Our Arrogance, Sublime, Faith by Limp Biscuit, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix, The Boys of Summer by the Ataris, and Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley at number one. Five, I had Down with the Sickness by Richard Cheese. 
four, <laughs> killing me softly, Fuji's three, hurt Johnny Cash, two, Valerie, Amy Winehouse, and one, where did you sleep last night, Nirvana? Amazing. Adam, we, we had two of the same. I know. I know. Very, very impressive. I love that. I love that. But, you know, we, we, we've kind of become friends because of our similar music tastes, so not totally <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Not that surprising. Uh, I know we have a lot of honorables, so Coach, you're our guest. Let's right. start us off here. So some great ones. So Higher Ground, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, yep. is, you know, they, they play it live. It's it's it, it was a single. It's pretty awesome. Agreed? Oh, my God. Totally agree. It's on my yep, list. It's on mine. And have you heard the Guns N' Roses, Roses version of Live and Let Die? Yes. Yeah, of course. Awesome. And they just all- rock that. Also, Guns N' Roses knocking on Heaven's Door. That's oh, my yeah. favorite cover of theirs. I fucking love that cover. I love both. I love both. They're both fantastic and on my honorables. Mo, the singer Mo, uh-huh. Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls is a, just a great one. It, it's, it's a better version. It kind of hits. It's like groovy, like a nice just little summertime bop. Um, if you haven't heard it, it's, it's, it's really like a little stripped down, but really, really good. Next, I and Tina, Proud Mary. This was close to being on my list because it's so good. Because obviously, because obviously the original um, by Credence is is you know it's phenomenal. But they just you know it's kind of like Hendrix or Cocker. You know they just they just add a lot and it just becomes this you know this soulful you know faster fun version. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, this one is is kind of like Boys of Summer. This takes a classic, and you just could rock to it. And it's an awesome version. If you haven't heard of it, it's Social Distortion's "Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash. Oh my Cash. god! Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah, they close with it every. I'm a big Social Distortion fan. West Coast, LA, you know, Orange County bands. Um, I think cr- criminally underrated. Um, if we want to go there, they're just they kind of get in this punk rock like like you know uh, box, but they're like so much more. Um, so anyway, check that out. Uh, one that I bet Justin has on his list: Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal, hundred percent, which was like a big song. I remember and, really big, and re- yeah, and really re- really fun, good version, and ninety nine Red Balloons by Goldfinger. Oh yeah, of oh. course. So fucking good. Also, a, a band that I love, similar to the Ataris, you know, kind of, kind of scene. And um, it, they close with the song; it just rocks. They recorded a good version. I, I, this is definitely in some soundtracks um, too. I've, I've, it's been in movies, um, but those were those are my those are my top. So I love it, Mike. You want to go back and forth and just give like two each? You want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, at my top, I've got. Dinosaur Jr.'s version of Just Like Heaven, uh, Ooh, the Cure wow, song. Nice. Uh, which I, I like a lot. And let's see. Soft Cell, Tainted Love, an absolute 80s classic. Very nice. Well, Mike saying, Mike saying The Cure makes me another Justin prediction that you're going to have 311 Love Song. So I do have that, but that's like pretty far down my list just because it's like my, it's probably my least favorite 311 song. But. Right. And but the Cure I, version is so good. Right. But 311 is one of my favorite bands of all time. So, of course, it's on there. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm a big Cure fan too. But, uh, yeah, the Cure version is better. But 311 does a good good little job. But, uh, yeah, a couple I'll shout is – oh, one of my favorite covers that I feel like is is 
not well enough known is Fool in the Rain by OAR, a Led Zeppelin cover. This co- It's OAR and the Robert Randolph band. Uh, Robert Love Randolph. Robert Randolph. Yeah, and they just fucking kill it. I've seen Robert Randolph and OAR perform this together, um, and it's it's unbelievable. This like almost made my list. Um, super fun, great take on the song. Highly recommend to anyone that doesn't listen to either OAR or Robert Randolph too, too often to check this out. I think you'll enjoy it. And then another one that I'll throw out would be, oh, I got to throw out Red 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 Wine by UB40, the Neil Diamond cover. How can you not love it? That's a good one. Um, how about Whitney Houston? I Will Always Love You. Ah, classic, of course. I mean, that's another one where it's like if you're – if you're covering and essentially erasing Dolly Parton, I mean, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough ask mm-hmm. for sure. And I will say, I did see on some of these lists, uh, White Stripes version of Jolene. No, denied. Michael does not agree. It's Dolly Parton all the way. Oh, baby. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. How about, uh, hey, yeah, Matt Weddle's version that blew up the internet back in 2006. <laughs> What a what a fucking cut! What a cut right the there. Good times, the good times. I don't remember that. Oh, it's 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 super good. Yeah, from the guy from uh, Obadiah Parker. It's it's super good. I gotta check it out. Yeah, but you gotta I, check that, that out. Because I remember at the time everyone was covering it. Like I, I remember yeah. so many bands, and I mean, de- definitely best songs in the two thousands. If we ever get there, hundred um, percent. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I, I think I'm good. I could we could do this forever, but I think I've hit my tops. Okay, okay. I've got I've got a few more. So I would say Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann's Earth Band, covering Bruce Springsteen. Fucking love that cover. This is live, but you know, Mike threw out a live one as his number one, so I feel like I can do that because this is also on an album, a live album. But one of my favorite covers of all time that I, I only kept off for that reason was Free Fallen by John Mayer, Tom Petty cover. I think it's one of the one of the all time great covers. Gives me fucking chills every time I listen to it. And oh, one that I just wanted to make note of is There She Goes by Sixpence None the Richer covering the Laws. But I will say the Laws version is better. So therefore, I obviously couldn't put it on. But I like both versions, which which would be great for you next to go. Newfound Glory's version of Sixpence the Richer's Kiss Me. Which literally was the next one I was going to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, again, the, the original is better, but the, I love to get a little Newfound Glory spin on it. So that's great. Newfound Glory also two really fun covers albums. Or has it been three now? Three now. Three now. And they're all, and they're all movie c- covers. Yes. Oh, it's incredible. Um, highly recommend checking that out. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. I guess the the last one I would throw out just because it's a Blink-182 cover and I really like the song is Another Girl, Another Planet, which is, let me tell you who it's even a cover of. It was a song by the English rock band, The Only Ones. More English rock. The UK. They just do it. They do it right. Confirmed. And that's a great way to close this up. <laughs> All right, so... Basically, there's a lot of good covers out there. Check out. We're going to make a playlist. It's going to be fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, it's always an absolute pleasure. I can't wait till whatever the next topic is. 
and also how could i dare forget renegades of funk by rage against the machine sorry uh oh, wow. nice nice had to sneak one more in but yeah it's been amazing we fucking love having you on every single time dude and it will happen again and you know what after this podcast i think i'm just gonna relax and listen to some richard cheese yeah. <laughs> oh and with that we will see everyone next week we love y'all peace top fives and deep dives we're tired of ptm top fives and deep dives we're tired of ptm top fives and deep dives we're tired of ptm top fives and deep dives we're tired of ptm my favorite director would have to be martin scorsese followed by quainton taran And they just rock that.